Who rocks mics and rocks them well, yo? It's the biz, baby, it's the biz. 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 All right, welcome back to the biz. I don't have a guest today. I just have shit that I want to talk about. Um, There's an article that I got interviewed for by a Boston Globe staff writer um, in the tech world, actually. His name is Hiawatha Bray. If you look up Hiawatha, he has a lot of accomplishments. Uh, Seems like he's right for a lot of big tech worlds. So when he wanted to talk about Spotify streams and payment for Spotify streams, I was like, sure, man, I'll talk all day. I love talking about this stuff. I think it's very interesting. Um, And if it helps people learn, honestly, I'm all for it. So I didn't plan any of this out. So I'm just going to kind of like tell you how the conversation went with me and Hiawatha. So I got a phone call. There, we planned the time. Uh, he was like, when, you know, when can you talk to me? Probably need like an hour or so about your time. Uh, I have my own computer business that I need to like try to schedule things around. And, you know, I have things that I got to do, trying to do biz episodes. So I scheduled this time. Hiawatha calls me and he says, I'm doing a piece on artists making a living off of royalties and he's like what do you do i said i'm in a band called rebuilder i've been playing in bands forever i've associated with ascap i do my own distribution through distro kid i have my songs also registered on song trust like all of these things i you know when we play shows i upload the the set list to ascap live so i can get some money from that it's not a lot it's just some extra money and he says, that's, you know, that's great. That's awesome. So are you, during COVID, ha- have you been able to make a living off of your royalties? And in the way that he said it, I thought he was being sarcastic and joking, which would have made sense. Like, I, I was like, I laughed and I said, absolutely not. And then he was shocked. He was shocked. He said, Really? I said, yeah. It's the payout. It's garbage, man. I was like, it's, we don't make a living off it. He goes, huh, that's, that's so interesting. Like, how much do you make? And I was like, I don't have the statement in front of me, which I can pull up. Um, But I was like, I don't have the statement in front of me. But like, honestly, I think we make like probably less than like $200 a year from like some of the, the statements that have come out. And he's like, really? Well, do you think that it's maybe just because, like, maybe nobody knows who your band is? And, like, instantly when he said this, I was like, oh, man. I don't think this guy knows this world. And it's fine if he doesn't. But he wants to write, you know, he's writing for a a newspaper, a pro thing on this, you know? Um, and I said, I mean, there's, I, I go, we're a, we're a local band. We've done national things. We keep growing as a band. 
it's not like we're nobody. I don't think we're the biggest band in the world. I know we're not. I don't think we're the smallest band in the world either. Um, we know we actively try to do things. I said, I mean, yeah, if more people listen to us, sure. But if you take any artist and at any level and you see how many listens to they have of songs and how much they're getting for it, there's a big disproportion. It's huge. I was like, you know, um, we're looking at a industry where something like only like 10% of like artists make it real big where they can make like a big living off of this and become big things. But I was like, still like there's a big disproportion between that. And he's like, huh? Well, you know, I just think that, you know, maybe more people listen to you are more popular. And I said, sure. I was like, we make way more off of a t-shirt than we ever do off of, off of streaming. And he says, well, I mean, I just don't understand that. I just, you know, why, what, what would make me want to buy a t-shirt of a band I've never heard of before? And I said, well, when we get off of this call, you can go over to Rebuilder on Spotify and you can listen or our band camp. You can listen. And if you like it, you're like, this is great. I want to support this band. You can buy our records, like a vinyl record. You can buy a t-shirt. He was surprised on the vinyl record too. He was like, well, you know, people buy records. And I said, yeah, vinyl, our, our sales, our vinyl sales outdo our CDs every time. Um, you know, and then we do well on digital. I said, but it's not enough to make a living. Definitely not. Especially when, you know, it's not just me and the band. There's other people in it. And I was like, you know, and I explained to him, like during COVID, we've been a band that have released a bunch of stuff, uh, via band camp to, you know, keep things relevant. And cause we had some ideas, let's release a shirt. We're not touring. Let's release another shirt. And I said, We've probably made more in merch this year than we did any other year. And he said, oh, so, I mean, that's great. So you don't want COVID to end. And I was like, this is, this is blowing my mind right now, the shit that he's saying. But again, I have to like put in my head, this guy's not in this world. And I said, no, not at all. I said, that's not what I'm saying. Of course we want COVID to end. I can't keep releasing things forever. There's a lifespan, you know? If I release another t-shirt, I don't know if people are going to buy another t-shirt, to be honest, man. Like, there's only so many t-shirts you can release. Um, people want to see live music. We're not, we're not a clothing company. I didn't start a clothing company. Um, in, and I was like, well, we'll do music too. It's like, it's not that, you know, there's nothing to me. There's nothing greater than playing music. Um, and that's why we do it. That's why not, none of us do it because the money is awesome. We do it because we love playing music. There's no better feeling. And I explained this to him. Um, and again, he just couldn't really understand. He's like, yeah, I just, you know, it's like, I just, I just don't know how you're making more off of, off of, um, merchandise sales. And I said to him, I was like, you know, I work for bigger bands, man. We They all make more money off of merchandise sales. That's that's the name of the game. And what I explained to him, and I don't know if he understood this, but I explained that. I said, there's there's a trade-off that happened. There There is a trade-off that happened 
back in the late 90s and early 2000s, where as society, people wanted music free. Or maybe not that they wanted music free, but the second ape became available as free, people loved it. Napster came out. I remember downloading Napster and illegally downloading music and finding bands that were awesome and loving it. And I couldn't wait till I could see them next. But before that, I spent the 10 to 15 bucks on a CD at a show. That was the only way I could hear it. So I said bands who were around then knew you could make a lot of money off of CDs. It was great. So when they were selling CDs and being able to go through boxes and boxes and boxes of CDs, which is what made the rise of like these indie labels being like, we can make money. I can fucking quit my job and start a record label because CDs are selling and people are buying music and artists are making money. Everyone's making money all around. Um, you know, I don't even think people were even that concerned with their royalties and stuff at that time because it wasn't the main source of like how you're making money through music. Your CD sales were amazing. That was, I explained that to him. I said, so in the late 90s, early 2000s, we all basically had to make a trade-off. Music came out. It was free. We're no longer making, hello, Devo. Welcome to the biz. Um, we are no longer making the $10 per CD anymore. People are now getting it for free. And, you know, you saw what happened when like Metallica tried to go after. You can't go after anyone. The, the platform changed. It changed. We offered music for free or somebody did. Um, and I say we offered it because it was people. It's peer to peer. People offered music to each other free. They were not concerned with what it was doing to the artist. So I said, so here we are now where we have Apple Music, we have streaming services. And they've said, okay, well, we can't stop people from sharing music for free or listening to it for free. But we can make the service, people can pay 10 bucks a month. Would people be cool paying 10 bucks a month or less? And I think you know, a lot of people said, yeah, we'll pay that if it means I can listen to everything. And the trade-off went to the artist and saying, all right, well, you're not going to get the 10 bucks you got for CD anymore. You're, you're, we'll give you fractions of a penny. The trade-off is you might sell more merch. You might play places you never played before, and you'll have more of an audience than you did. You're going to reach more people. And I think all of us said, okay. Or you didn't really have a choice. You, you can adapt or you can stay behind. And then if you stay behind, your band, your art, your art isn't going to grow. It's unfortunate, but that is the truth. And so I told this to Hiawatha and I said, um, I said, you know, we made, we made that trade off so that we can reach more people. Um, but because of that, we don't make nearly as much money anymore. There's no money to live off of through royalties. Um, and he was like, well, you know, he's like, I, I don't think that's true. I think, you know, there's, I mean, can't, can't the, or he didn't say he didn't think that's true, but he was like, well, you know, 
there needs to be a change. I said, yeah, of course there needs to be a change. But it's going to come from courts. It's going to come from the push for major labels. I don't think it's going to come from, from the small the small bands. They don't care about those. Um, the, you know, those they say, well, this is what we're offering and you're going to take it or leave it. You can leave it. It's not great for you. You can take it. It's not great for you. It's better. So with that, um, with that, I said, yeah, it's, you know, it's going to take some change, but he was like, Apple music pays a higher royalty. I said, yeah, I understand that. But Apple music is all paid. That's the difference. Apple Music is a gated community. It's a gated community. You have to pay to get in. So they will pay artists a higher royalty because they have more money. People are paying to get in. They don't just do music too. They have tons of money from all other sources. They're like, we'll pay higher. That's fine. Spotify, on the other hand, which is more popular. It's the one that I use. Um, I think it's only like a third of their platform is paid. Majority of people use it free. Two thirds of them use it free. So they're saying, well, we don't have the money. You know, they say they're not a profitable business. And, you know, I would say that band is, I, I would say that company is making themselves not profitable on purpose because they don't want to, you know, you have profit, you pay taxes, you do all these things. I think they make things to make themselves not profitable. Um, I know how they, I, I have, I know people that work for the company and they're like, yeah, they treat their employees super well. Like, I mean, free breakfast and lunch and all this shit. And like, you know, all these things that would cost money that you would be like, why don't you just fucking not do that and pay artists more money? They have the money to do it, but they claim that they don't make profit. Um, but it's because two thirds of their, of their audience doesn't pay. So they're, they stay in the fraction of a penny. They're like, you know, the push is for them to pay a penny and they don't want to do that. So um, they're, that's where they stay. They, they're like, we're only going to pay a fraction of it. Um, you know, the major labels want them to pay more because like anyone that works at the label isn't making money off of the artist royalties. They usually take a cut of that. They, there's publishing in that. Um, and I explained that to him. I said, so... You can ask for the change, but, you know, he's like, well, isn't there just someone else that can come along and have competition? I said, yeah, Apple Music's giving them the competition, but it's a gated community. He goes, look at Sirius. Sirius pays so much per song play. If you get on Sirius, you can make so much money off of just them playing your songs. If anyone is out there, works for Sirius, wants to help me out, I don't know how to get my music on Sirius. I have no idea. But... They pay out because it's a gated community. They have subscribers and they pay a higher monthly premium and they're happy to pay it back to artists. Um, I often then started comparing it to video games and said, well, if you look at the video game community, you know, they're giving out for free and then within the app, you can get all these other things. And I was like, when have video games given it free? In my head, I'm thinking like PS5 or Xboxes, which make a shitload of money off of games. And there's things coming out now like Game Pass, which is almost like a Spotify for games. And that makes sense. Or like an, it's kind of like a Netflix for games. But no, no, my kid plays 
it's video games all day. Just game Roblox. And I was like, I'm aware of Roblox. Kids love that game. It's like in it, you can, you play it for free, but you can buy all this and they're making so much money off it. I said, sure. But that's a different video game world. And like, I don't think you can compare that to this. I go, sure. If you, if Spotify wants to make it in app where they can say, you can stream this song for what you pay right now, or you can buy it, download it and you'll, you'll own it, but there'll be nothing different. You're already paying for it with your monthly membership. I was, I don't think people are going to buy that. I go, if they allow the merch to be there within the app and show it up and say, buy a t-shirt, buy this stuff and let the artist control it. Cause right now artists can't control it. If you see any, merch pop up on an artist page on Spotify. It's run through this company merch bar and I've applied many times to try to get in. Their communication is terrible. Um, and it's, it's not like this easy, easy thing like Bandcamp. Bandcamp, anyone can sell their merch there. I think it was great. If Bandcamp and Spotify shared each other's uh, technology and combined it, I would think it would be the best thing ever. Um, but yeah, so I said that I was like, maybe that, I explained, and I explained, I said, this is my argument against NFTs. If you want to hear why I don't believe in NFTs, it's because everyone who is an who supports audio NFTs, and I'm not saying that I don't support it, but all I'm saying is that the argument every time that you see is, this puts so much money back to the artist. I said, people don't care. Like, mass people don't care or haven't cared about money going back to the artists. If they did, then the digital platform of just like streaming and paying this, like it wouldn't, it would have never happened. People would have kept buying CDs. You can think of the CD as the $10 NFT world and people were just buying it left and right. And then when it came out as free, people bought it. People didn't buy anymore. It was free. It was free. Nobody stopped to think, what does that do to the artist? So now when I see these arguments being like, you can make these things and you know, like these NFTs and they're really rare. They're these, and for anyone that doesn't know, an NFT is basically, if you think of it as a vinyl, if, if someone made 10 copies of a record, so there's only 10 of these, I'm charging a hundred bucks for them. You buy it for a hundred bucks. You're the only one that owns that. And then I get 10% of, well, I, if I sell it, I get the hundred bucks. And then if you sell it later, I can add a royalty onto it of like 10%. And let's say you sell that later for a thousand, I would get a hundred dollars just because you sold it. And I attached this technology to it. And I think that technology is great. I think that is awesome. That is awesome. But like people are buying these things because they're thinking it's going to make them more money or it is making them more money. They're not thinking about the creator at all. It's just a matter of like this is a, maybe a quick way for them to make money, to have assets, digital assets. That's fine. But don't hide behind and say, I'm just trying to support the artist. You're not. You're not. That's society who decided not to. But getting back to this interview, this is everything that I told to Hiawatha Bray. And he's like, well, thanks you for your time. And, you know, we can talk. Uh, he was like, I, I might follow up with something, but, you know, I'll let you know. It's like, no problem, man. And then I got like a, I got a email later that said, we need to take a picture of you for this article. 
Um, please let me know because it has to be today. And I was I was on a job, and I, I wrote back, and I said, I, I can be there. I can do it tomorrow. I can be there at this time. I said, okay, what's the address? And do you have anything that looks cool around you or, like, said, we can go to my practice space. It's in Alston. Here's the address. I'll meet you there at noon or whatever. It's like, great, awesome, sending the photographer. I got an email back that said, uh, oh, we can only do one per- one one artist. We already chose them. So uh, sorry. And I said, okay, it's fine. Felt like a waste of time a bit, but okay. Then I got a phone call and left me a voicemail. Again, I was like, I was like on a job, like I'm trying to do shit. And so like I got a voicemail that said, I had another question, I had another question. You asked, you said that you only made X amount of money during uh, your royalty payments, stuff like, what is that coming from? Like who pays what does at like, what does ASCAP pay? What does, what does the other things pay? Like what's the breakdown of that? So I said, well, I'll get, I'll get that for you. Cause like there's mechanical royalties and then there is um, like, you know, songwriting royalties that get paid out. Um, and it's all very complicated. I won't go into it right now, but cause I don't even remember exactly what's what, but let me pull up the email that I did send to, uh, to Hiawatha. Cause I, I gave him the breakdown and I said, I said, yeah, he, I tried calling you back. I said, here is our numbers. So I said over the past three months, cause it was the last statement that I was able to download off of, um, DistroKid. And this is for all digital platforms that DistroKid is sending our record to. So this is Apple, Amazon, Spotify, all of that stuff. You know, I, I think I even have YouTube in there. I said, I tried calling you back um, about my streaming numbers. So my streaming numbers is we made $64.70 for 11,748 streams over three months. So, I mean, if you break that down, it's, it's, it's not, I mean, it's not a lot of money. You know, it's, let's see if I can do this math real quick. It's 0.0055 cents. It's a, it's literally a fraction of a penny of what we're getting paid for this. And that's, I mean, that's 11,000 streams. Like to me, that's like, I think that's great that over three months that people listen to us like 11,000 times. I don't know how many people that is. I I always want to grow that number. And the numbers do better when we release something new or we have a campaign or something happening, but that's what it is. The next part of this, which uh, is why I'm doing this, is I was curious about that article. I, I saw I never heard anything back, so I looked into it. I typed in Hiawatha Bray and looked his articles in the Boston Globe, and I found the article. It says, as the music streams, artists sees but a trickle in profits. And the first person he talks about is Will Daly. And I think we're all aware of Will Daly around Boston. He does super well. Um, and, you know, it interviews Will Daly. And he says that, you know, the song National Throat has been streamed 12 million times since 2014 via Spotify. 
And Daly says, I got to go all over the country in Europe with that record. It did quite well. It's great. It's awesome to hear. And he says, he estimates Daly has made through Spotify $20,000 from royalty checks for, for just those 12 million streams, which this all seems really weird and written too. Like I said, 12 million streams for that one song, which is awesome. And you got 20 grand over the course of like, like six or seven years. Like when you break that down by year, it's not great. It's not great money, but it is great that off of that one song that you made $20,000 because I think a lot of us don't even hit that point. A lot of us don't at all. And he was able to do this. I think this is awesome. It does. It says it works out to be less than two, ten, two tenths of a penny f- per play. And Daly says that's not a pay structure that's really viable to a working artist. I completely agree. I agree with this statement. However, Hiawatha didn't include any of the stats that I gave him off of our songs when there's probably a lot of artists that are in my situation and Will Daly's situation. These are different tiers. They're different genres too. And I thought that that was so interesting that Hiawatha didn't put that in. He didn't put in actually nothing that we talked about in our interview is in this article at all. And, you know, like, things that I said to Hiawatha were, like, daily kind of, like, reflects here. It says, I got to go all over the world in Europe with that record, and it did quite well. That's awesome. I hope Will Daly went to Europe, sold a shitload of records, made money off of that European tour, and came home and was able to put it back into his business, which is his art, and make his next record and keep that going because this is why we do it. We're not trying to get the one song. We want to get several. We want to keep going. We want to keep evolving as musicians. And he like doesn't touch on that. He doesn't really talk about that. And like Hiawatha doesn't show and be like, well, it's at least great that he got to do this. It's like, no. And he didn't include anything I, I said to him too. So he talks all about that. Um, and then he doesn't talk about where I showed that all these different streaming companies pay out differently because like some of them have free memberships, some are paid, some are gated. All these things I talked about in there, he never ever talks about at all. Um, he didn't hit on NFTs, which we talked about as well. Um, he talked to a couple of other people. Uh, one of the things, so it says here, Some musicians say they're willing to tolerate skimpy royalties in exchange for Spotify's ability to attract new fans. And I was like, is this where he's talking about me? Because I told him, I said, I have have stuck so hard so that all all of us of artists made a trade-off. You cannot convince me otherwise that we did not make a trade-off. We made a trade-off. As you know, you're not going to make a lot of money through streams, but you do have the opportunity to get into a lot of years, which is what I said. But no, that quote came from Kevin McCord, a former Army Special Forces soldier who now plays in the band We Demand Parachutes. Um, And it says that the band's songs were played on Spotify 100,000 times last year, and it brought in 
$300. It's not great. But that math doesn't even add up to like how I calculated mine. I gave him my statement. I sent him my statement. I was like, this is what we make. This shows you the breakdown for every song. Um, and I'm glad that, you know, Kevin says this. He says, given the choice be between five times more royalties and four times more listeners, I would choose a wider audience 10 times out of 10. Because you can make more money through other streams. The merch stream. So Hiawatha, when I was telling you that why why would anyone buy a shirt? It's it's a you have a bigger audience now. If you, if you let's say we take that Will Daly's stuff and there's 12 million people that listen to his song, I rather try to market a T-shirt that is twenty dollars to 12 million people, and let's say I only get a small percentage of that. I've made more than what my royalties would have ever brought me in, and. I can, and now I have a customer and I can sell them more stuff. They like this song. They'll probably like the next one. They'll like the next record. They'll like the next t-shirt I release, you know, like, and if that number keeps growing and growing and gets bigger, this is why people do Patreons. And now I can keep them for months and months and months. I, people have said, why don't I do a Patreon? My numbers aren't big enough to be quite honest with you. If this could be, if I could do a Patreon where this is now my job, I would do this every day. I'll be like, I'll give everyone a biz once a day. I'll give everyone a biz once a day or every other day or every week, whatever we want it to be. If you're going to pay this to be my job, I think if I launched this, I would maybe get at most 20 people. If I'm being honest at like maybe five to 10 bucks, that's not enough to make me stay home and do this. I mean, right now I'm not getting anything for it. And this is why maybe these episodes don't come out as often because it's like, it's a lot of work to just do this quick thing, even though I do really enjoy doing it, you know. But I'll say this, and this is where I'll end with this. I think it's really funny that someone took my time to talk to me about the music business, took over an hour of my time, had me reschedule things to try to get my picture taken and everything. And I wasn't even talked about and included once in this record. But the article is about paying artists for their time. I would say that I didn't get anything out of this at all. And you just wasted my time that I didn't get paid for. So next time you call, call you come calling, you know, you want me to work for free. Like I pick that up. I pick up that call. And the reason I pick up that cause, because I'm like, well, maybe this will get in front of more people that will see it. It'll get to a wider audience and I can help somebody, which is why I took the phone call and had the conversation to begin with. Um, I'm holding up my end of the bargain, and I don't think that people hold up their end a lot of times. But that's the biz, baby. We'll see you next time. Thank you for checking out this episode of The Biz. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe on wherever you listen and leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app. You can follow The Biz on Instagram at Sal Ellington. You can buy merch at thebizbaby.square.site.
If you'd like to donate to the biz on Venmo, it's at Sal Ellington. Thank you for your support. We'll see you next episode.